Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Welcome to Rooted Deep. We are so glad that you joined us today. And let's just go ahead and say right off the bat, Happy Easter. Yes. Uh, It is uh, Resurrection Week, and we are celebrating this week uh, the resurrection of Jesus. And exciting, exciting times uh, because everything, you know, Allie, for us as a believer, if Jesus doesn't come out of that grave, everything we believe is null and void, it's right? It's in vain. Yeah, it's in vain. It just doesn't matter. You may just pack it all up and, and right. go do something else. Right, uh, because that would make him, number one, it would make him a liar. Yeah. Uh, it would also make him unable to do what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a couple problems with that. But then also, I think so much important for us right now and even our conversation today is the resurrection is what gives us hope to believe and to know by faith that if God can do that for his son and he can do, he can do that for us. Mm -hmm. And that fact is such a great verse in the Bible that says the resurrection power that was in Jesus is Mm -hmm. now abides in us through the Holy spirit. Yeah. And so when you think about that today, Mm -hmm. um, maybe you have a thought about resurrection in light of how resurrection impacts you. You know, uh, growing up as a kid, a lot of times my family, as believers, tried to find this real nice balance between Easter egg hunts and focusing on the resurrection. Because as kids, for whatever reason, we loved running through the yard, finding eggs. And then as we got older, the eggs uh, became more valuable. Uh, You know, as we found $5 tucked in an egg somewhere or the Reese's Candies tucked in an egg. so, you know, you had these, this Easter egg hunt, you know, and a lot of people, when they think about Easter, they think of that or they just think of, okay, we go to church and we're going to sing songs about the resurrection and the pastor is going to preach about the resurrection. But uh, today, this week, I hope that you'll focus on why that resurrection is so important to you and how that you have that resurrection power within you, because as Allie and I are getting ready to talk about today, those thoughts really lead us to living a faith life. At least they yes. ought to. Yeah. When I was when I was looking for when I was just like studying and preparing for this, you know, for this podcast time, the word trust kept coming up over and over again, whether it's in the way we worship or whether it's the way we do battle or whether it's in the way we just um, we look back, we take the, the Bible at it, take God as at his word. And, um, and trust him for, you know, for during our confession, during our, during our worship. And I think a lot of times we separate, we're trying to separate, um, worship from everything, kind of everything else. Everybody's got a different, different idea of what worship is. And so I think it's wonderful that we're going to be talking about that today, but I'm so glad that you talked about the power of the resurrection, because I feel like a lot of times, a lot of us are just walking around like we don't have any power. It's almost like we're unplugged. Yeah. And not in the good way, not in the MTV good good way or the VH1 unplugged that we used to like, right, oh, that's right, nice, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, we're literally unplugged or unconnected or disconnected from the power that 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 is in him and in us. Yeah, and you know, when you're disconnected, no wonder you're no wonder many are struggling with even understanding worship yeah. or being able to have a spirit of worship. Yeah. Because really 
honestly, it's faith that fuels our worship. It, it mm-hmm. is understanding who God is that fuels yeah. our worship. And so, um, you know, I think for a lot of people, worship is confined, like you said, to this moment uh, before the preacher gets up at a church service where we sing some songs and we call that praise worship. and worship yeah. or we call that worship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, now we've done that. Now let's go over here. And yet God says our lives should be a life of worship. You're right. Yeah. And and I think we all, it's called the worship service. Worship service. It's Sunday yeah. morning. Everybody goes. And it's, and it's collective worship. And it's so important. But that really, that moment in your whole week should be almost like a culmination of the victories that you have fought and the wow. victories that you are getting ready to fight and it's coming together and worshiping collectively but you're already it's already connected to how you've been living and serving during during the week and so important to remember that you know i do and i and i think sometimes we and we're going to address this here in just a second but i think we erroneously connect worship and victory Mm. and i think that many times in our minds and i know i grew up as an athlete so i understand this really clearly you know when you win a ball game Mm-hmm. There's that victory celebration. celebration. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, man, you celebrate, you know, maybe you throw a party, maybe you, you know, you get a trophy, you know, you get a cut down a net, whatever that looks like in the mm-hmm. sport. But there is this, there's this point of celebration because you've won. Um, and for most people, the guy who loses, okay, he doesn't go celebrate, you know, right. many times in the professional realm, he doesn't even want an interview. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to talk to the press. He's gone. And, but you know, in, in the life of a believer, and this is what's so cool, but in the life of a believer, when we study the scriptures, what we find is that men and women of God worshiped yeah. in their dark places. Mm-hmm. They worshiped before they ever won the victory. Yeah. Um, and there was this element of worship that was pervasive across every area of their life. So it wasn't just we worship when we feel good. We mm-hmm. worship when God does a miracle. Right. We worship when awesome things are happening. No, but it's really, I worship always. Yeah. Uh, you know, Job, the Bible says that Job fell down on his face and worshiped. Mm-hmm. After he receives all of this series of horrendous news that his children have died, he's lost everything. And it's one of the most shocking uses of the word worship in all of scripture is Job worshiping in this moment. How do you worship in a moment like that? And yet it gives us this very clear visual that worship is not tied to a moment of celebration or victory, but it is life pervasive. Exactly. It's not, like you said, it's not tied to the victory. It's tied to the person of God. And I think, again, um, when we're worshiping only in the good times, we're not worshiping God. We're worshiping the good times. And yeah. that, that makes a difference because if I can only worship and if I can only um, give glory and thanksgiving and praise to God when things are going my way, then it's right. really my way that I'm really... Um, exalting. And I'm like, Oh, good. You got it right. God, you're, you're on the path that I've asked you to be on. So now I will, I will reserve. And I, you know, that's if, I mean, to put it strongly, I would say that's idolatry and to put it, you know, to put it just in everyday terms, that's just, I mean, that's just the focus is off. 
and uh, and so getting back to who the focus who the focus should be on and so whether it's whether it's preparing like you said preparing for a victory whether it's celebrating a victory or whether it's going through some of the most difficult moments in your life just thinking about um, David's response after he's prayed and prayed and prayed for for something you know for the life of his child and as soon as he knows no God said no to that prayer he he rose up and he went into the temple and worshiped and you're like, wait, no, Hey, um, that's, that's right. not what I would have done. You know, and the same thing with Job, man, yeah. that's not what I would have done. That's the moment that humanly speaking now, just go ahead and just tell God what you think of him, you know, and that's not, no, you praise him. You praise him before, like you said, before the victory. Yeah. Because I think, you know, and I think for a lot of people, maybe you're listening to this right now and you're going, okay, you girls are crazy <laughs> because how do we, you know, how do you, how do you worship in, in the hard times? But I think, you know, there is this, there is this, um, uh, this paradox that I think is important for us to see. One of the reasons I can worship in difficult times is because I know that ultimate victory mm -hmm. is coming. And the resurrection is what gives us that. I mean, we're yeah. celebrating this week what, what Jesus did on the cross and through the resurrection is when Jesus cried from the cross, it's finished. And he rose from the dead. What we know as believers is, guess what? Yeah. The, the ultimate battle is won. Yeah. And we've read the last chapter and we win. We say that many times. And so in, in the essence of looking at it from the big perspective of eternity, we understand that we are on that winning side. Right. Um, but when I'm looking at it in a moment, you know, Abraham climbing the hill and Isaac looks at him and says, Dad, I see... I see the fire and I see the wood, um, and but where's the lamb? Mm -hmm. And and you know Abraham, the Bible says that Abraham says he's going to go and worship in that right. moment, even though he yeah. knows what God has asked him to do. And so these are these moments when we look at this and say, how could Abraham do that? How does Job yeah. do that? How does David do that? Um, and I'm going to tell you, it's the same. They do it the same way we do it, and that mm -hmm. is we put our faith and our trust in a God who rose and a God who defeated death, held the grave. We, we put our faith and our trust in what God has already done and already completed. And that helps us then to know that we can trust him for today. Right. And again, if we're, if we if our focus on is on the person of God and his, and his power and our Thanksgiving is on him, knowing that he doesn't change yeah. Then there's no reason to worship him only in certain only in certain seasons because God is the same, you know, yesterday and today and forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm glad you're bringing up the, you know, these these moments of victory that that um, that men have had and when they and when they worship and and it's not just a whole it's not just afterwards, but yeah. um, understanding when that worship should and needs to take place and what it what, what it should look like. I think that's what we're going to talk about. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think that God gives us several, we watch these, some of these stories unfold. I, I'm so appreciative of the word of God. Uh, if you don't spend time in scripture, um, I, I want to encourage you, don't go there because you feel like you got to check something off. Go there because you desperately need to learn from what's there to feed to your soul. Because I know like right now what we're talking about, when I go back and I read the stories, uh, especially as I go back to the Old Testament and I look at these stories, I think of Joshua at the Battle of Jericho, okay? And, you know, the instructions are pretty clear. Uh, you shout before the walls fall. There's this real key timing here, you know, go walk around those walls one time. On the seventh day, the instructions are clear. When you go around that seventh time, you're going to shout 
And it's a shout of praise. It's a shout mm -hmm. of victory. It, it's an element of, it really is in, in, in that moment. It's an element of total faith and trust in God because these people are going to look like utter idiots if they yeah. shout. <laughs> and nothing happens. Right? You know? So they shout and what happens? Yeah. Well, the walls fall. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, we go back to the story in Chronicles. I think it's uh, Second Chronicles 20, where Jehoshaphat is as the king now, and he's you know he's he's cleaning up all of the idolatry that is mm -hmm. existed in um, in Judah for such a long time, and he's cleaning all this up. And the Bible says that he learns that a great army is coming at him. There are all of these uh, military uh, enemies that have come together and are coming against him. And the Bible says that, that Jehoshaphat goes in before the Lord and he prays this prayer. Mm -hmm. And he gathers all the people and he prays in the midst of the people. He tells the people, fast, pray. And it's this incredible story that there's a, there is a prophet in the, in the audience that day. And when Jehoshaphat says, Lord, our eyes are on you. If you don't do this, we don't know what we're going to do. The prophet speaks up and he says, I've heard from the Lord. And the Lord says that you're going to win a great victory. Mm, yeah. And I'm going to fight the battle for you. And this is so cool, Al. You got to read this story because when that prophet declares that from the Lord, everyone in the audience begins to praise, mm. clap, sing, and shout before the Lord, and they begin to worship. Mm -hmm. Now, the irony is they haven't even fought the battle yet. Right. They haven't. Um, they haven't gone anywhere yet. They haven't. They haven't. Uh, you know. They haven't. The enemy's not. It's on their yeah, way. They're, they're not even arrived way. yet. Right. But God said, "I got it." Yeah. And what? And the worship came through. And the worship came because of an intense faith and trust in God. They, they didn't have to see that it already happened. Yes. They, and again, because they're not worshiping the victory and they're worshiping the victor. And so they already have trust that, okay, he said he was going to do it. Then we can just go ahead and relax and worship and, and, and give praise and, and clap and shout and dance. And I would have loved to have seen that, you know, because, because sometimes it's like, okay, well, we're very cynical maybe with, <laughs> I'll see, you know, I'll see what happens, you know, and, and, and I'll, you know, I believe it when I see it kind of a situation, but I think that's a beautiful moment because they were worshiping in faith and they were worshiping in just pure trust in what was going to happen because they knew who their trust was in. Absolutely. Um, in Psalm 20, um, I, this a long time ago, and this is one of those, this is me doing a big, fat, juicy name drop right here, but I sang uh, in a backup choir one Sunday for Steve Green, and it was an amazing, it was a fun experience. It was a few years, you know, you know, and I also sang a, a duet with him in Spanish, by the way, but this has nothing to do with, with worship, so forget that. But <laughs> we were, um, I was in a church, and he was going to do a concert, and he asked, he likes the church's choirs to just, um, yeah. so he sends me music ahead of time and so we practiced for weeks and weeks and put on these stupid dresses that I still am embarrassed to have been photographed in but um and this was one of the songs um some trust because it's one of those um a song that he sings and the choir has to sing oh, and it's going. um you know some trusted that some trust in chariots some trust in horses but we and our choir part was we 
trust in the name of the Lord our God. So when you ha- when you mentioned, hey, we're going to talk about worship, but talking about the battle, that song has just been in my head. You know, going back to Psalm 20, oh. and I and it's in Psalm 20 when I and I. It's a wonderful because it is a choir song, okay. um, but uh, it starts. You know, it's just starting. May the name of God, the God of Jacob protect you. May He send help from the sanctuary, and then it goes on. We shout for joy. For over your salvation and in the name of uh in the name of our god we set up our banners may the lord fulfill all your petitions and then he's talking about salvation um and then uh the bible verse the six now i know that the lord saves his anointed he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand and then verse seven some trust in chariots and some in horses but we trust in the name of the lord our god and then verse eight i just because we've talked about this this before they collapse and fall but we rise and stand upright and we've talked about that with the armor of god we've talked about stuff and standing and standing firm and so when i went back and i read this chapter just thinking specifically of that of that verse but continuing um to continuing on that phrase and stand upright his might and power gives us the trust to just stand firm and just be you know what no matter what no matter if it's a job moment where everything's falling apart or it's a jehoshaphat moment that the victory's there is the standing upright and trusting in the name of the lord our god I love it because, you know, life, I mean, I'm sure there's so many people listening right now. Your life is not an Easter egg hunt right now. You know, there's battles, there's difficulties. There's, well, what's in the Easter egg is just not good surprises and $5 no, no. bills. Like every, every open Easter egg, they're like, oh no, yeah. a mask mandate, shoot, yeah. virtual yeah. school, you know. Right, exactly. So there's, but, you know, I think there's, we understand that life is mm-hmm. full of difficulty and, and it will be as long as we're living in a broken, sin cursed yeah. world, there's yeah. struggles. And so, but the ability to be able to think about that Psalm, I love that Psalm 20 and to be able to go into that and just say, wait a minute, you know, we walk under the banner of the Lord. And, you know, we don't use that terminology very often in our day because we don't walk under military banners so much, but our military still does operate under a banner. It's just on their sleeve and it's the American flag. And when you find the U S military in some location, the the uniforms and the the different parts of the thing, many times there's, even if they cover it for, um, to try to keep from getting shot at there, there's a representing as the U S military. That's the banner that they fight under is our flag. Mm -hmm. And for us as Christians, the banner that we fight under is the Lord Mm -hmm. and the power and the might of who he is. And so our trust, you know, man, I think what Ali said is so important today. Your trust can't be in the equivalent of horses and chariots, whatever that looks like. It can't be in your bank account. It can't be in your job. I mean, man, if COVID's taught us anything, this world is very uh, volatile and it can change in a moment. Um, And it can't necessarily be in all the things that maybe you've really kind of saturated in Mm -hmm. but what we find is that our hope and our trust is in god and as a result of that i have great reason right to worship right exactly because you know and like we we've said it again but we need to bring this back to worship in faith and trust knowing again and knowing who he is and knowing number one what he has already done for us because the salvation that we have in him is miraculous it's undeserved it's you know um it you know at romans 5 8 uh even as us being as yet sinners christ died for us and so yes. that right there alone salvation if nothing else happens 
happens in our life that is a blessing. That alone deserves all of our worship and all of our trust. But then understanding how his hand moves and his hand and his walk goes before us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're reading, we're reading um, through the Bible right now and we're in Exodus. And I love the pillar of the, you know, the pillar of fire at night and the cloud and the pillar of a cloud in the daytime, his presence continually. Um, And even like in, in the wilderness, when the when the Egyptians are on their way, either way, his presence are what, uh, and we need to continue that um, that that moment of worship, so that on Sunday when we come together and sing yeah. in corporate worship, yeah. it's already we've already lived it throughout the week in the ups and downs because we've been able to stand upright, trusting in the name of the Lord our God. Absolutely, it's an overflow of what's been happening mm-hmm. yeah. on Monday through Saturday. Uh, Sunday is, and you know, maybe you're sitting here and you say, okay, okay, I hear you girls, but I don't even know where to start uh, with worship right now. Um, And I think that there's a principle that we see kind of, uh, and we've alluded to it already, but we just haven't pointed it out. And that is that worship comes before. You don't have to wait until after the victory is won to worship or until you see how God's going to answer to worship. Worship is happening in these stages before. So how do we worship? Um, yeah, you could, you know, man, turn on a great song that that God has used in your life. Or you could go to a passage of scripture and read. All of that is elements of worship. Um, but I, I love Mary. Uh, the story of Mary as mm-hmm. prior to the resurrection. So prior to the cross, okay, Mary comes to Jesus and, and she she pours out the ointment on him. And the Bible says, I think it's in the book of Mark, where Jesus makes the statement that what she has done will be, she'll be recognized for it. Uh, people will talk about it. Yeah. And, and we're really fulfilling that today as we yeah. About Mary's story, it's exactly what Jesus was saying. Mm-hmm. People are going to be talking about what Mary has done for a long, 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 long time because I think what Jesus was implying there is the fact that Mary, I think, understood and had heard what Jesus was saying and she caught it that Jesus yeah. was only going to be in that grave for a short period of time and that he was going to resurrect. Yeah. And so Jesus said, She didn't save the spices. And the ointment for my dead body right. in the ground, you know, in the rock there. She did it now while I'm alive. Mm-hmm. She worshiped me now in this way mm-hmm. because she knew it wouldn't be needed later. Yeah. Um, and if we're right about that, then what a woman of faith. Right. But a woman who just said, you know what? I, I, I know what you've said. I'm going to put my faith in what you've mm-hmm. said. And I'm going to pour out my worship on you right now in this place. Yeah. And what an abandonment of social construct or social norms, because we know Mary's story. And, you know, as far as just who she was and and the timing was weird. Everybody else was like, what is this? And she, you know, just constant criticism. And I think sometimes it's hard to find a moment. It's like we we want to worship or we want to, to, to give testimony or we want to share or understand and and say, Hey, here's what God has done or here's what God's going to do. But we're held back by, you know, what everybody, and, and just knowing that it was her and her and her Christ right in that moment and saying, Hey, I, you know, I know what you told me. I believe in the promise that you will, you will rise again. And here's how I'm going to worship you. Yeah, yeah. even before the battle starts. Oh, and I think you're so right about that because when when we do worship, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people looking mm-hmm. on in our lives. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It didn't even make sense to the disciples in the moment. Yeah. It definitely didn't make sense to the Pharisees in the moment mm -hmm. um, that, that Mary would be worshiping in this lavish way uh, upon Jesus. But honestly, that's really, I think, for all of us, whether it's riding in your car, singing a great <laughs> song with tears streaming down your face yeah. and um, glad you're the only one in the vehicle, or whether it be on your face before the Lord, mm. just pouring out and crying out uh, and laying everything at his feet and, and recognizing in that moment that this is not, you may be in despair, but Jesus is not in despair. There's still hope and you're going yeah. to that source, you know, or whether it be just a, ha I mean, a happy dance. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. This is such mm -hmm. an amazing rejoicing time in your life. This, these are all elements of worship, but you know, Allie, maybe we ought to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, helping people be encouraged. The fact that um, worship takes many different postures, right? but it, but in all of these places, we can worship. Yes, absolutely. I, yesterday, I was just thinking about the moment yesterday, um, having, you know, having a difficult conversation um, at the workshop, you know, and so I got a couple of team members together. I'm like, let's just sit down and pray. And I just started praying and, you know, thinking about what I had already read, you know, for those getting ready for this podcast yesterday. And I just, you know, started thanking the Lord for what he was going to do in the lives of some of the women. But it was so funny. I remembered, like, I was feeling choked choked up, but I'm, I don't want to be emotional constantly. And so I kind of held back the tears. And then thankfully I heard another one of our team members kind of sniffle. So I was like, Oh, good. So when she sniffled, I was like, okay, fine. And I just let my tears blow. And then when, you know, as, as we finished praying together and it really turned from a prayer of, Oh, we need your help. I don't know that it's been a hard, da, 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 da. it really did turn into a prayer of Thanksgiving and worship because we, 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 we understood who we were, you know, who we were worshiping. And, um, and so then when we, when we opened our eyes and the prayers over and some of us are, you know, dabbing and there was one, you know, one more, one more of the girls. And I know, you know who she is. She was like, yeah, I, there was a tear. I try, you know, and it's like, I heard you sniffling and I heard, and I didn't want to. So, and I was like, but sometimes we are held back because, you know, we don't want, but, but thinking about again, but if our worship is to him and if our thanksgiving is to him, then yeah. who cares what it looks like? Who cares whether, like you said, it's in the car or whether you're mopping the floor. Um, I, I love worship music when I'm cooking and I'm just moving around. I mean, knives are going everywhere, you know, um, but I'm thinking as you know, if your if your th thoughts and heart are set on God, it could be worship can happen anywhere. Yeah, exactly right. And I think for us, worship, it's so important for us to understand that worship Perceived victory. Worship is in the middle of victory. Worship is in our hard places. Worship yeah. is in our easy places. Yeah. Uh, because what it does is it it's a, it's really when when I when I worship, there I'm saying something, and this is what I'm saying. I'm not God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm saying I'm not Him, but I'm I'm crying out to Him. And, mm -hmm. and in that act of surrender, I'm basically saying, okay, I'm going to lay down my desires and my, my agenda. Yeah. And I'm going to lay down my instructions for God. Cause I'm the world's worst at going to prayer and telling God what to do. Oh, yeah. Okay? yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm the world's worst at that. And so I think when I think about worship, it's not about me telling God what to do. It's about me lifting God to his rightful place of 
that he is so high, he is so holy, he is so good, he is so great, he is so above anything I'm experiencing in my moment. He is everywhere, he's all powerful, he's sovereign, he's good, he loves me. And when I start thinking about God for who he is, yeah, suddenly it leaves my problem in a very small place. Mm-hmm. Salt God in the bigness of who he is, and now, man, it's like absolutely it's not the focus is not on what was a gigantic problem for me the focus is on this gigantic god that loves me and then my problem becomes the size that it really is in the eyes of god in the eyes of god and we begin then to be able to have a different heart towards how i feel about my problem or or how i feel about my day and and ellie i want to make sure that i'm not you know, help me here. I, I don't want to imply by what I just said that there's that we don't hurt or that yeah. our problems aren't mm-hmm. hard or that they're not. Yeah. They don't take a long time to get over sometimes mm-hmm. or grieve or go process through. That's not what I mean at all. But what I mean is my constant worship is lifting up my head. Yeah. And God, it has to be you. And if it mm-hmm. is you, we will not be saved. If it's right. not you, not, I'm not going to get through this moment. And as I begin to lift myself there, I, it takes the burden off of me to find a solution or me to somehow have the strength to get through. Because, I mean, you know, you and I both know we've been in places in our life that were difficult and hard. And, and we didn't have the ability to get through right. this. Yeah. And they're difficult and they're hard and they're long. It's not, you know, it's not like a sitcom or something. It ends, it's over in 30 minutes and, you know, the problem is solved. There is a continual, I think we've seen this, um, even this year, I think a lot of us saw, thought the pandemic would be like, okay, a month we'll, we'll, we'll hunker down and then boom, it'll be done. And it's gone. It's continued. And, and more problems have arisen because of that. But I think, you know, when we're, when, when we don't minimize anybody's problems or anybody's hurts because we've been there as well. Absolutely. It's one of those things that um, at the same time, just like when we talked about joy, a lo- you know, a, a few months ago, we talked about, um, about you can have joy in those hard moments. And again, it went back to faith and trust. And so that's where, that's where worship comes in. Worship is whether you're worshiping, like I said, before the battle or during the battle or after the battle, it's because you trust God to do what he says he was going to do and to, and to be who he says he is already. And, and, and so I think when we're talking about joy, when you're talking about worship, when we're talking about these hard moments, Mm -hmm. you still, it comes, it comes to a point where do I trust God enough to say, thank you. I trust you. I'm walking, I'm standing upright. Um, and, 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 and I'll be fine, but only through your power and only through your strength, it's going to be a hard walk. It's going to be a hard, you know, a hard battle. Um, but I still trust you. And I think a lot of times it goes back. That's why you can, that's why Jehoshaphat's army could, could worship beforehand because they knew, they didn't know how he was going to do it. They have no idea what the battle was going to look like. They didn't know casualties. Yes or no. They had no idea, but they knew who was with them in the battle. And that's, that's the trust. Yeah, it really is. And and so, you know, as we've looked at, you know, Abraham and Job and, and David and, and Jehoshaphat and the armies and Mary and so many others we can mention in scripture who teach us lessons about what it looks like to step into faith. Mm-hmm. On this resurrection week, what yeah. we encourage you to do is as you go to church on Sunday, I, I hope and pray that the songs you sing and the celebration that you have for that moment are are wrapped up in what God 
is doing in your life and the faith and the trust that you have because of the power of the resurrection. Uh, you know, I encourage you, don't go into this, you know, weekend. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Jesus rose. We always do this. It's once a year. It's the same yeah. we do. For, um, Via no. Dolorosa. Somebody's going to sing it. We know that. That's right. going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, let's just sing these songs. And this is what we always do. Speak about today. What, what does the resurrection mean to you? Why is it so vital to us? What does it mean? Well, it means that we serve a mighty God. It means that we serve a God who reigns over all. And so therefore, because of, because he, it tr truly is true, because he lives, we can face yes. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And because he lives, we can go into the, every, anything the future may hold for us. Uh, we can step into that because Jesus lives and because we know that he is worthy of our trust and our faith and thus we worship. Yeah, we know who we have believed and are persuaded that he is able to keep that which he's committed and yeah. to him it's that day, yeah. So, so so, go back, go into your Spotify list and and, uh, and check out Steve Green, all right? <laughs> because you get a little flashback here. Um, but uh, we trust in the name of the Lord our God, yeah. I think is the name of the song. Yes, it is. And so um, go back and maybe pull that up on your Spotify list today. Check that out. And listen to that song one more time mm -hmm. um, and be encouraged. And then maybe go read Psalm 20 yeah. and um, and think, spend the next couple of days just meditating on the wonderful power of the resurrection and what that means to you. And I promise yeah. you, when you roll into church on Sunday yeah. and they get up and they hit that first note with that first praise song, you are going to be worshiping with everyone else with a loud, real, with a genuine heart mm -hmm. to worship. Uh, as you think about that, because that really ought to be, I mean, honestly, Allie, as we close out the podcast, let's just expand borders here. It's not just Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. This no, yeah. Lives, but worship is a part of our daily lives. It, it ought be. to be. Yeah, it, it really, really should be. So, so we hope that not just this Sunday, not just Tuesday, not just Wednesday, but seven days a week, 365, that you'll cultivate a heart of worship. And I believe that as we spend the next few weeks talking about some spiritual disciplines in our lives and how we grow closer to God, um, you know, we talked about in this podcast, the whole name is Rooted Deep. And our goal is to give you uh, tools, helps, bring people on here that are going to share with you ways in which you can root, get your roots deeply mm -hmm. embedded in the rock of Jesus Christ so that you can have the promises that Psalm 1 gives to us. And that is, you're going to have this life that is evergreen and in its season bears fruit. Yeah. And you're going to have this picture of a fruitful life. And that's what we desire for you. That's why we're taking the time to do the podcast, but it's also what God desires for you. Amen. Yeah. Uh, so, so this week, get your worship on, all right? <laughs> and uh, and step up in this area of worship. And uh, we're looking forward to spending the next few weeks talking about some of these things in our life that are going to help us take these next steps. So happy Easter, uh, happy resurrection, and enjoy uh, this week. And we'll see you next time uh, as we talk about Bible study. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.